Hello, and welcome once again to the weekly inebriated scriptural exegesis and source study, or wise-ass. The drunkest Bible study in all of Oklahoma County, and possibly the only one that takes the Bible exactly as seriously as it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the next book is, um, I think Erotica? <laughs> I believe that's the description of it. Well, I, get, I think it's considered to be like a, um, a wedding song. And it goes from the wedding to the bedroom. Where's the wedding? Well, it's, um, I mean, it was, it's about like a bride and a, it's about two lovers and it's about how they met and then they, then they get it on. But it's not, I mean, it's not like porn all the way through. No, 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 it's not. There's some foreplay. (laughs) Exactly, some courting and then some foreplay and then, and then some... Some betwixing, some betwixing between the breasts. Yes. <laughs> there are a whole lot of bizarre animal metaphors. Like, yes. I've I've often thought about praising my wife's beauty, but it's never occurred to me to say, you know, your bits remind me of animals. <laughs> well, they did like working the sheep. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's true. Like people did like having sex with the sheep back then, so that's something to take into account. And maybe. Maybe it's because since they could just go grab whatever woman, and that was okay. So saying, oh, you know, I like you so much more than whatever women, or I'm really glad to have you, it was, I like you so much more than the farm animals, because... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, that was horrible. <laughs> You're better than farm animals. Because <laughs> they were the forbidden fruit, you know? You are quite the romantic. Could... <laughs> you have quite a way with words. That's why I didn't write Song of Solomon or Song of Songs or whatever you want to call it. Why is Solomon accredited with so much shit in the Bible? It's crazy. Yeah. Comfort me with apples. This is the first one that makes sense, though, since he had many strange women. He's known to get it on. I want to get to the part where it gets super porny, but do you guys have anything before Chapter 5 you want to talk about? Um, If you can read Hebrew and you can read the pronouns... There's kind of different voices that come in that you can read based on the pronouns. Like, there's a, um, my Bibles identify them as the groom, the bridegroom, and companions. I'm guessing because they're male, female, and plural. Um, but I guess that's all absent from the KJV in most translations, so it just reads as a block of text. But mine reads like, you could basically, like, do it as a play. Can I just say that four two make is is just wonderful. Thy teeth are like a flock of sheep that are even shorn, which came up from the washing, whereof every one bear twins, and none is bared among them. I defy a dentist to put that on a poster. Any <laughs> I mean I know there's Christian dentists here in Edmond that have little fish slogan on their yellow pages listing. Go ahead, put that one on there. And I also want to know what verse 4 is talking about. About thy neck is like the Tower of David builded for an armory wherein there hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. <laughs> I can't quite figure out. It's that. a very strong neck. He likes that women. is, yeah, that's really weird. He likes his women like linebackers. <laughs> Thick, strong neck. There's a lot of thing, a lot of uh, what they call Hebrew poetic imagery where it's like... It's, 
it's it's meant to refer to an emotion that something evokes or some crazy shit like that. And it's like, well, yeah, when I look at your teeth, I think of a perfect flock of ewes, you know, because that's what I think of when I see your teeth. It's just... (laughs) It just gives me those warm feelings, like, yay, here comes a flock. When I look at your breasts, I see two young rows. Yes, exactly. Your breasts are like young deer. Uh, which, of course, when you see young deer, you want to just pet them, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> and maybe lick them a little bit, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on how you feel about deer. <laughs> It's like, how did this make it into the Bible? I've been wondering that. <laughs> because Solomon wrote it. Right, oh, exactly. Because yeah. and, and, they put some stuff in there about God at the end, just like in Ecclesiastes. Because <laughs> it's, okay, it's okay to have sex with your wife. That's totally. Mm. Not just okay, it's really encouraged. You should do lots oh, of that. Oh, well, yeah. yeah really you should fun. definitely procreate. It's just like they said in the Book of Mormon. I mean, see, it's it's right. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruits. <laughs> and this is all before this is all before five. I'm so. gonna start sending my wife dirty notes from this book. <laughs> Little sticky notes with Song of Solomon verses on them. Sticky notes that, that it makes me giggle too. I remember Wait. when we were still going to church, Damien, and uh, you and Laura went to Songs of Solomon. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just do my own thing, because I was not allowed in that Bible class. I was not allowed in there. Probably because of verse 16. <laughs> of which chapter? Four. Uh, Awake, O north wind, and come, thou south, blow upon my garden, that the spices thereof may flow out. Yeah. yeah. Fountains of spices that have been blown upon. Um, my, lots of transparently sexual imagery here. Yeah, my Bible, um, well, 4, 15, 16, they are Sensitive metaphors. Are they they sensitive? (laughs) They're metaphors of the sensitive parts. I mean, sensitive metaphors, that's it. The maiden invites her young man to make love and he responds. I guess she takes the initiative. Well, that's kind of empowering. No wonder he wrote a song about her. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's almost embarrassing to read because it's like reading somebody else's erotic letter to someone else. Like, like, dude, I feel a bit like voyeuristic reading this letter you wrote to her. Like, I feel bad. I have drunk my wine and my milk. Maybe it was a note that got wrote to somebody and then, you know, got taken by the teacher and then passed along to the principal (laughs) and the principal's like, damn, this is good and then somehow ended up in a book. It's like in really good metered Hebrew, right? It's like (laughs) very good poetry. Yeah, you're quite the poet. Here, we'll just attribute this to Solomon. Yeah, because like teachers, they end up collecting a lot of a lot of notes that are being passed around the classroom, and so you know, one in a thousand is actually going to be good poetry. <laughs> so I want to talk about chapter five. Can we get to chapter five where it gets just Let's where it just it. drops the pretense and just starts getting totally erotic? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. So actually, let me switch to KJV because it's dirtier in KJV. Hold on. Oh, good this idea. is a dream sheet the bride's having. Oh, you bet it is. <laughs> uh, I've taken off my dress how shall I put it on I've washed my feet how shall I defile them does she really mean feet I doubt it uh, I opened to my beloved my beloved had withdrawn himself he's like teasing her my beloved put in 
put in his hand by the hole of the door. There we go. My bowels <laughs> and No, no, it's hold on. It, it's I'm gonna go ahead and say the NASB is is my favorite one on this. Because uh, in 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 Song of Solomon 5:4, my beloved extended his hand through the opening, and my feelings were aroused for him. Yeah, it, it doesn't wow. say it's cool. It's just, yeah, just kind of slide your hand in there, and her feelings are aroused, and she arose to open. And if her hand stripped with myrrh, yeah. the liquid myrrh from my fingers ran over the knobs of the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's, this is the most thinly veiled metaphor in the history of thinly veiled metaphor. I'm going to be the only immature one of you all. So we got the thing about she's she's dripping with liquid myrrh and all that, you know. And then we get down to verse 13 of this chapter where his lips are dripping with liquid myrrh. And you're like, yeah! Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was saying is I think this might be the first biblical reference to conolingus. So, yay. <laughs> Gotta be a first for everything, I guess. I, I, I'm just happy about it. Like, suddenly I feel better about the Bible. Because it got that in there. Any book that condones Canolingus is... Condones? It seems to book. encourage it. Wow. <laughs> encourage is a better word. Yeah. And then it talks about how sexy her lover is, which is kind of cool. He's got legs of alabaster and... You know. Oh, also, can I mention that this book like praises Lebanon a bit much? Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. It's like it was erotica written by some Lebanese dude. I think it's I think it's very northern. There's references like Mount Carmel, which is in the north. I think. Yeah, yeah, Carmel's in the north. Yeah, and Lebanon's of course in the north. Of course. Um. There's like the timber of Lebanon. Yeah, come with me from Lebanon. The fragrance of Lebanon. Streams flowing from Lebanon. His appearance is like Lebanon. His nose is like the Tower of Lebanon. What the hell? His nose? Is that, that's a euphemism, right? Please tell me that's a euphemism. <laughs> she doesn't really mean his nose, because nobody's going to be proud of having a nose like a tower, but maybe nose doesn't mean nose there in chapter 7, verse 4. Anyway, uh, a lot of Lebanon references, so I'm thinking that this book was written by a Lebanese erotic author. That's my theory. Lebanese Which song came across by strange women. <laughs> oh, yeah. So- Solomon was into the strange. He's many strange women. And I guess if you have a thousand no. wives and concubines, you're going to eventually learn how to do cunnilingus right. Because yeah. practice, practice. Speaking of strange women, there's a couple of references, like around 613, 614, to a um, Shulamite maiden. And she's yeah. so strange, we have no one knows what a Shulamite is. Except the words related to Solomon, but um, not exactly. You know, it's how uh, it's about uh, Solomon, ha- or not Solomon, but the lover has a kind of a, a dark beauty at the beginning of the the. Oh yeah. Talking about how she's yeah, been blackened tan? from like she's been really tan from being in the sun. Lying on the beach in London. Exactly. <laughs> Thought that was kind of cool. So cool, you know, this book condones cunnilingus and interracial cunnilingus at that book is more exciting than I thought it was. I can't find anything about the Shulamite woman. Wait, what is Lebanon? That's like, um, like by Syria, right? 
No, yeah, yeah, it's right above. It's like um, it's yeah, it's like the coast of Syria, near Tyre and Sidon. In case anyone was wondering. So uh, about six or seven three is when it starts getting kind of repetitive. Where uh, yeah, 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 her breasts are like two fawns. We get it. <laughs> We don't get it, but we get it. No, we don't get it. Uh, <laughs> I've never felt that way towards fawns. Your neck is like an ivory tower. Oh, that's different from the last neck. It's a tower, though. At least it's ivory this time. Yeah, it's not like all gnarled and plated. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I could get this. I do like uh, how in in, uh, in Chapter 6 he says, you know, there's all these queens and concubines, but you are perfect and unique. Aww. I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm not sure if that would work. Like, you should say, hey, say to your wife, like, "Hey, I've been with 60 queens and 80 concubines, but you, you're the one." This thy stature is like to a palm tree, and thy breasts to clusters of grapes. I said, "I will go up to the palm tree. I will take hold of the boughs thereof." Yeah. <laughs> you just want to climb your lover like a tree. That makes sense. I guess if you have a really tall lover. So, okay. What is this book really? I mean, what is it about? Is it about the joy of getting <laughs> married, or is is there supposed to be a metaphor in this, like another metaphor? Is it is it supposed to be about something spiritual, or is it really just about how great it is to get married to someone you care about? Yeah, I would. I, I can't see how much for all religious. It seems to be like a marriage, marriage song. There's um a lot of allusions to fruits that are symbolic for sexual bits and stuff. Oh, yeah. In uh, Chapter 7, there's the pomegranates and the mandrakes, and of course the mandrakes look like erect erect male organs. Uh, Some of them, sometimes they do. The mandrake roots can look like that, which I think is probably why they got associated with fertility in the first place. Mm -hmm. Pretty obvious association there. I don't know about the pomegranates. (laughs) I've eaten pomegranates. They're really tasty. They never reminded me of sex. They're just yummy. But well, they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like love. Like, like, love. like making love. It's very slow and effortful. <laughs> you take all the seeds and... So it's more like courtship than sex, then. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get everything picked out. Just for... Did we lose Paul? No, I'm still here. Okay. Does... Is sex like pomegranates to you? <laughs> yeah, it's... Mushy and messy. (laughs) (laughs) They leave stains on my sheets. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't really eat one in public. (laughs) Oh, there's a great scene in Ararat where the guy's eating a pomegranate at the airport. And then... Yeah, you shouldn't eat pomegranates in the food court at the mall. This wouldn't go over well. So who wants to go uh, watch or or read Dune after reading this? Dune? It wasn't me. What? I did. Did you lose Damien again? I'm right here. You keep getting really, really... (laughs) I'm right here! Right here! God damn it! I almost wish I was recording so we could get the the tiny yeah, voice right. effect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> He's up on the ivory tower. <laughs> That's what it was. I don't even know what to do to fix it. I don't even like know what went wrong. You guys just keep going without me. <laughs>
seven-ish, weren't we? Six? I don't know. We're giving our general impressions of the book. Yeah, what's pretty it, much. What's it for? Why is it in the Bible? Yeah, that was it. To wake people up, I think. To wake people up. I'm not really sure. It was always, like, kind of danced around when I was involved in the church and Bible studies and stuff. There was never a lot of discussion. Oh, no, we did not talk about this at church, and especially not youth group. Right. Not fit subject for discussion. I think possibly in our premarital counseling it came up, but that was the only time. Seriously? Yeah, I'm serious, yeah. I'm pretty sure you went to a class. I'm pretty sure you and Laura went to a class, and I wasn't allowed to go in that one. Well, we were getting married. Yeah. Okay, so that's what it was. Fifteen more minutes of wisdom on the Song of Solomon. Anyone else have anything on here about the mandrakes and the pomegranates, blossoms and whatnot? I was just kind of taking it all in. (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah. No notes. (laughs) It is what she said. It is what she said. There's a verse about that. What was that part about her getting beat up by the Watchmen? That was kind of odd. Oh, yeah. It's chapter 4. What verse? Well, I was just there a minute ago, but I thought we would... It was after the latch opening, after he thrust his hand into the, le- the opening. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Chapter 4? It's, it's not f***ing. Why, why would you say it's f***ing? <laughs> I think so. At least. I don't see Watchmen in here. Chapter 3. It's like 5-7. Five, 5-7. Seven. Five, seven. The watchmen going the rounds of the city met me. They struck me and wounded me. The watchmen on the walls took away my cloak. I charge you, daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, will you not tell him that I am faint with love? What's that have to do with the watchmen? What happened? Did she get raped? I think so. They what? took her cloak. They took away her cloak. She was naked. She, like, ran out. So she just got... She, she just got f***ed. <laughs> and, uh... Her hands were. <laughs> I gotta bleep the shit out of that. Her hands were dripping with myrrh. She um, opened. I opened for my beloved, but my my beloved had left. He was gone. And then she ran into the streets looking for her beloved, and that's uh, when the watchman came. Is this a dream sequence or not? I guess what I was wondering. Yeah. I think it's part of her dream song, but I suddenly have like all along the watchtower stuck in my head. But so. <laughs> With their ancient ball gags. That's in uh, ancient ball gags. Nick Sw- Did I miss yeah, that part? Yeah, that's in Nick Nick Swartzen. Pretend time. You gotta watch that part, Damien. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. That's when you think of the ball gag and the ledge. <laughs> that was a bit gratuitous. Upon uh, further reflection, it seems kind of out of nowhere. It does. Yeah. Like, why would they, where would they get that? Where was he keeping this ball gag all these years? <laughs> he mail order it. Like, oh shit. He's like, now, <laughs> now that I think of it, I'm going to have to go totally psycho. Where can I get a ball gag and a gun? Because you know you can't get those at the same shop. Not even in Los Angeles. Or New Orleans. I think it's in New Orleans where it's set. Okay, so if we have nothing else about Song of Solomon, then Chaz and I real quick need to talk about the... Um, the. the uh, did you guys see this Oh, tweet? I saw that. Yeah. Pretty awesome. we got to get this. I wish I had a... In your... Because that would make it hard to, <laughs> you know, touch yourself. The Oklahoma Atheist Godcast is produced by the Oklahoma Atheists. The mission of the Oklahoma Atheists is to develop a community of individuals and families who value and promote critical thinking, free thought, reason, and a scientific worldview, and who seek to have a positive effect on the community at 
large through fellowship, rational discussion, community service, and education. For more information, please visit our website at www.oklahomaatheist.com.